Alright, so the three of us, like I was saying, we'll do ours now, and then whenever Colton slash Noah get back to me, I'll get there. So, to recap quick from last week, um, we did Seattle at Buffalo. Seattle was favored by three. Buffalo won 44-34. to 34. Um, I'm just going to say all the ones we did last week, and then I'll go through what the scores were. Then we did uh, Detroit at Minnesota. Vikings were favored by four. We did Green Bay at San Francisco. Green Bay was favored by seven. And we did New Orleans at Tampa. Tampa Bay was favored by four. Buffalo won 44 to 34 over Seattle. Vikings won 34 to 20. Packers won 34 17. And the Saints won 38 to 3. Now, as far as what everybody picked, we all took the Packers to cover, so we all got that right. Scott went Buffalo to cover. Everybody else went Seattle to cover, so Scott got that one. We all took the Vikings to cover, so we all got that. Scott took New Orleans for double by one. And Colton also went with the Saints for double by one. Everybody else went with Tampa. So you guys both got two for that. Uh, Scott and Colton did. So the updated scores now. Scott, you're now up to 22. Uh, Ethan, you're at 24. Noah's at 20. Colton still leads at 28. And I'm at 26. So, we're going to make it interesting this week. I know we've done five games before, but we've never done six. And I decided to do six games this week. So, we got a couple more than usual. So, we'll start off with... Uh, we'll start off with Seattle at the Rams. Rams are favored by two and a half points. By the way, almost all the spreads have changed about half a point from... When I first looked at it, and I just looked at it before we, I called to see if they changed, and most of them did. But these are the current spreads. So Rams are favored by two and a half at home against Seattle, and we'll start with you, Scott, on this one. All right. Oh, boy. Jared Goff's pretty good at home. Uh, Seattle's defense giving up a ton of yards all year. I'm trying to figure out which one was taking the Rams by field goal. That looks pretty good. Um, you know, you always got Russell Wilson in there late in the game. But, I don't know, coming off a bye, give me the Rams to cover. Okay. How about you, Ethan? Yeah, this is a tough one for me. Um, we got burnt by Seattle a little bit last week. Their defense has been just terrible. Still there, Ethan? We lose you, bud. All right. Uh, we might have lost him. Yeah, he's calling back. Hey, I got you again. You got me? Yeah, yeah. The, the last thing I heard was it was tough for you, and then I heard nothing after that. Yeah, I don't know why he kicked me. But, um... I don't know. I know how much uh, pressure that Wilson's been under again this year. The defense has been bad. McVay's been great off the bye statistically, and they have Aaron Donald to pressure Wilson, but I still got to go with the man that 
still in the MVP talks. I'm going with Seattle here. Yep. Four double. Yep. Sounds good. Yeah, this one's tough for me too, as a Viking fan. As the Vikings keep winning and make any sort of playoff push at all, obviously it would be good for us for the Rams to lose. Um, Seattle statistically is better at home than on the road, although with COVID, I don't know how much uh, that matters compared to most years. Um, yeah, I like Sean McVay and the Rams. Uh, I mean, I like their offense, and Jared Goff is pretty good at home, but um, yeah, I'm going to go with Russell Wilson in this one, too, for double by one as well. All right. So, next up we got Buffalo at Arizona. Arizona's favored by three, and we'll start with you this time, Ethan. I'm actually surprised Vegas has Arizona favored just after... Um, both teams games last week, but uh, I got the Cardinals. Give me this one easy. My squad, I believe in a big bounce back game. Uh, they had that Miami game kind of in control all of last week until the very end. I didn't agree with the fourth down call by Kingsbury. I wanted them to go for it, but um, when you have Kyler Murray and the receivers that you do, you don't hand the ball off to Chase Edmonds on fourth and one. And then even then, they should have had overtime but they missed the field goal short um but they got some guys back on defense they're missing guys due to covid last week so i got the cardinals here bouncing back winning by at least three all right yeah this one's tough for me um arizona's been good this year buffalo started off hot they've cooled down some but they still have a good team overall um yeah, it's tough, but I'm going to go with your Cardinals, too, in this one, Ethan. So I'm going to take Arizona to cover. How about you, Scott? Should be a good game, yeah. Um, it's hard. Uh, my gut is to go Buffalo, and then you remember, oh, wait, Kyler Murray. DeAndre Hopkins is finally clicking. They even have Larry Fitzgerald working in the offense pretty well right now. Oh, and I want to say the Bills can't win in a, a shootout attract me but how many did they score last week against Seattle like 40 44 something? yeah they won 44 to 34 so I don't know it's all about Stephon Diggs in this one um, I mean I don't love this pick but give me uh, bills for double by one okay sounds good next up we're only doing this one because it's a huge spread, and sometimes just with huge spreads, you uh, it makes you think a little bit. So, Jacksonville at Green Bay. Green Bay is favored by 13.5 points. <laughs> um, I'll start with this one. Yeah, this, uh, this is tough, not because Jacksonville is very good, but... Again, anytime you see that big of a spread, it's still the NFL, so it makes you think a little bit, like I was saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's tough, but um, I think Green Bay will win, and I still think they'll win soundly, but 13.5 is too big for me in the NFL, so I'm going to go with Jacksonville to cover. How about you, Scott? 
Yeah, I mean, 13 and a half is pretty tempting, but I honestly don't know what Jacksonville's quarterback situation is. Does anyone know? But I think they have a rookie in there. Um, I think, yeah, I think they're still playing him because they benched uh, Minshew, I believe. So as far as I know, they'll go with the same guy. Yeah, they benched him. So, and I, I want to say they have a rookie. I don't know. They, I don't know enough about them to be honest with you. But I do know they don't score many points. Their defense is not. You know, they're they're not a game changing defense. I don't think they force many turnovers. Thirteen and a half, but. Um, and it looks like it is. I, me, it looks like it is Luton from their rookie sixth round pick from Oregon State that'll be playing. Yeah, and if I remember, I just saw the highlights. He looked okay last week. But, um, yeah, whatever. Give me Green Bay by to cover. Okay, Ethan? Yeah, no, it's definitely a pretty marginal spread. It does make it tempting to take Jacksonville, but Minshew's still out. Their defense is not being elite. I mean, they've got kind of gutted that team, honestly, since they made the AFC Championship game a few years ago. No more Ramsey. No more Clay Campbell on the D-line. Um, I I got to go with Green Bay still here, too. So I'll have them covering, even though it's a giant spread. Okay. Next up, we got Philadelphia at the Giants. Philadelphia is favored by four points. And we'll start with Ethan. Ethan, you still there? Yep, I'm still there. What was the spread again? So, uh, Philadelphia is favored by four on the road at the Giants. Yeah, give me Philly there. Okay. I, I don't think that's really that hard. Uh, Daniel Jones just turns the ball over so much. Philly's finally starting to get a little bit healthier. Rager looked good in his first game back. Then he had last week as another bye. Expect him to look even better this next week. They say Alshon Jeffrey's going to be back. I don't know how much of a difference he makes anymore. But I know that Miles Sanders also going to be back for Philadelphia, the running back. I just last starting to go well for Philly, at least, and in a pretty poor division. I think this would get them to 500 again, too. So give me Philly. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I The East is a terrible division, but uh, I think Philadelphia is probably going to end up winning that division. So I'm going to go with Philadelphia to cover as well. Scott? You said four, four and a half? Four points. Four points. Yeah, I like Carson Wentz a lot. Um, he, they, they just, he throws too many interceptions, but so does Daniel Jones terrible division it's you know it's a dumpster fire obviously so it's hard to tell which is the least of the worst um i'm I'm honestly torn on this one i don't know i guess it's going to come down to who you know some team's going to give up the ball three times and i don't know which one it is but because it's four i don't know i'm torn because it's four give me the giants to cover at home maybe it comes down to a field goal Yep. All right, next up, we got Tampa Bay at Carolina. Tampa Bay is favored by six and a half on the road. And go ahead and start us off, Scott. That should be a great game. Um, it's, everyone's trying to figure out 
obviously Tampa's good. How good are they? Both defenses are really good. Both coaches I respect a lot. Offenses have been great. Both quarterbacks have been inconsistent. Obviously, Teddy is no Tom, but um, what'd you say the spread was? Six and a half, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey at home. Um, I I just think the Buccaneers. I think they may have. They might be too good. They may have too many offensive options on paper. And I actually like Carolina's defense, especially that spread. I'm tempted to take the upsets, but to be safe, I'll just say Panthers to cover. Yep. Yeah, I think it could be a good game, too, but, uh, yeah, and Tampa Bay obviously got embarrassed by the Saints last week, so I think they're going to come out hungry to, you know, have a bounce-back game. So even though I think it'll be good, um, I'm going to take Tampa Bay to cover and probably win by a touchdown or something. Ethan? Who you got, Ethan? Um, <clears throat> yep, I'm still here. Okay. I'm, this is another tough one. I was really disappointed by Tampa last week. It's always kind of tough to pick large spreads. It's in that division, I feel like, just because they see each other quite a bit. And, man, um, McCaffrey's out, I know, but I still, Mike Davis has been a serviceable backup. Um, Curtis Samuels even seen a little bit of time back there. They're starting to use him more, kind of like when he's at Ohio State. He's been more of a gadget player than a receiver, too, now. Um, geesh. I expect AB to start to show out a little more in this offense, too. But I'm going to go, I'll say the Carolina covers. Yep. Yeah, I forgot that McCaffrey was out. That's a big deal. This Tampa's run defense is pretty darn stout. I'm not going to change my pick, so I'm going to keep it where it is. But, oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's a big deal. Sounds good. And then last but not least, we got, of course, the big Monday night game. Minnesota trying to make it three in a row in Chicago where they never play well, it seems like. And it's also a Monday night game, primetime game. Everybody's going to talk about that and Cousins' record in those games. Although I've said it before and I'll say it again, not all of that is on him because he's had some good primetime games where the defense let him down, including against Seattle last year. Um, but anyway, Minnesota at Chicago. Minnesota is favored by three points. It actually surprised me a little bit. The main reason I checked the spread again was because after hunting tonight, I heard that uh, Irv Smith is out. And um, also, I saw this coming. They uh, activated Pat Elfline and then released him. But that's no surprise because he was atrocious at guard, to put it frankly. And Ezra Cleveland's been pretty impressive. So, that was one roster move. And then uh, Conklin will be the main backup tight end with Irv Smith out. But... Minnesota actually went from two-and-a-half-point favorites where they opened to three-point favorites. So, um, anyway, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with the Vikings to cover. Um, they've won two in a row now. Like I said, I know we never play well in Chicago. I know it's a Monday night game. But Chicago lately has not been good. They are I, over, I think, it's their last three games, I believe. 
They're only averaging 11.5 points a game on offense. I know they still have a defense that obviously can wreak havoc, um, but I think Cousins and the Vikings will get it done for a third straight week, so I'm going to take the Vikings to cover. Scott? Yeah, I think so, too. I'm not a believer in the Bears this year. I think they're starting to come down to earth a little bit. Um, this is not a... This is probably not relevant, but we all remember Nick Foles, though, in the NFC Championship game a couple of years ago. He just torched the, the Vikings. Well, it was probably a better Vikings defense than we have now. But that's two, three seasons ago, so um, that memory just sticks in my, my brain. The only thing but I'm going to add Vikings to that, if you don't mind, really quick, uh, I think we've even talked about it before on the podcast, but to me... And I'm seeing it again in Chicago, reiterating what I already thought. Um, even though they needed to make a move at quarterback, because Trubisky's not very good. Uh, I think Foles was one of those guys who was a perfect fit in Philadelphia, but might not ever be that good anywhere else. And I think we're seeing that some in Chicago. So, even though you brought up a good point about what he did against a better Vikings defense, although... In my opinion, the last two weeks, especially with the injuries we've had, our young secondaries actually came through, especially in the second half. So I've been impressed with the progress, to put it that way. Um, but anyway, go ahead with your pick, Scott. Um, I think I something tells me it's going to be a close game, though. Maybe a close, ugly game. The Vikings haven't figured out the Dalvin Cook formula, so provided he's healthy, just give him the ball 48 times a game or something, and that's pretty much their strategy, and it works for the last couple of weeks. But he's fumble-prone. It's happened. Um, I don't know that the Bears can stop him, but I think it could be an under-low-scoring, weird, strange Monday night game. Um, I, I still – I'll take the Vikings, though. I think it's going to be weird, but – I think David Montgomery's an underrated back, and he. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about the Vikings' defense because if they can get him going, then Nick Foles becomes a lot better quarterback. But Dalvin Cook is Dalvin Cook. The last couple of games, Kirk Cousins knows his role now. Um, yeah, give me the Vikings. I think they're just a better team, so go with a better team. And I'm going to add to that just quickly, too. So last week, Cook had 22 carries and got involved some in the passing game. I think if you keep him around 20 carries or slightly more, that's a workload he can steadily maintain. But as we've talked about before, if you're constantly giving him 30-plus carries, I think that could eventually lead to problems. But the 20 to 23 carry range like it was last week, that I'm definitely okay with. And uh, last week, I... You know, Cousins threw a few more balls downfield, too, than the previous week. He was good in both games, you know, taking care of the ball when they asked him to throw. But I thought last week, at least, he took a few shots downfield, too, which was good to see. So, Ethan, go ahead. Um, I don't, I mean, personally, I, really what's holding me back from saying this is an easy one, that Allen Robinson might be out for the Bears. Uh, I, I think that... Bears being an underdog at home just makes it way too tempting to double up tech not to take. I'm going to take the Bears. Their run defense right now, I think, is just kind of middle of the pack, but it's still it's still not an easy matchup. Like you already said, franchise is a prime time game. I'm not going to expect much from Cousins. 
And as well as Dalvin's been playing, um, I I just find it hard to pick the Bears. I really like Darnell Mooney, their rookie wide receiver. I could see him having a huge night against the secondary still. Jimmy Graham's kind of resurrected his career a little bit here in Maggie's offense, but I I think that it's just too tempting to double up pick not to take the Bears at home here. All right, and so you're taking them for double then? Correct, yep. Okay. They're going to win. All right, you guys got anything else to add before we wrap it up with you guys? I don't think so. How about you, Ethan? Nope, I'm good. Alright, have a good night, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, too. Yep, thanks. Bye. Alright, so that was the first part of the Digs and Distance podcast. Um, I'm going to stop the recording here so I don't lose it, and then we'll have a part two whenever Noah and Colton are available. Thanks, as always, for listening. I get, I went over the games from last week, last night, um, but it's up to you guys. I can either tell you the current scores, or I can just run through the games we did uh, last week a second time. Up to you guys. Either that, or I can just give you the updated scores, if that's good enough. Okay, I'll just run through them really quick then. Um, we did Seattle at Buffalo. Seattle was favored by three. Buffalo won 44 to 34. We did Detroit at Minnesota. Vikings were favored by four. Minnesota won 34 to 20. We did Green Bay at San Francisco. Green Bay was favored by seven. Green Bay won 34 to 17. And we did New Orleans at Tampa. Tampa Bay was favored by four. Saints won 38-3. Now, as far as what ones people got right, we all went with Green Bay to cover, so we all got that one. Scott went with Buffalo to cover, so he got one point for that because he didn't take them in the upset, but he took them to cover. Everybody else went with Seattle, so we all got that wrong except Scott. We all went with Minnesota to cover, so we all got that. And then New Orleans at Tampa, Scott went with the Saints for double, so he got that. Colton, you got double. Everybody else got it wrong. So the updated scores, Scott got five this week to get all the way up to 22 points. And I got two. I'm at 26 now. Colton, you got four, so you're at 28 um, now. Noah, you got two. You're at 20. And Ethan got two and is at 24. So we got 20, 22, 24, 26, and 28. All right. And for the first time ever on the podcast, we're doing six games this week. So that's the surprise. All right. We'll start off with Seattle at the Rams. Rams are favored by two and a half points. Scott took with Scott took the Rams to cover. I took Seattle 
for double by one, and Ethan took Seattle for double by one. So let's start with Colton. Rams are favored by two and a half. Who are they playing? Seattle. Um, In Los Angeles. I'm going to take the Rams. Okay, Rams to cover. Nope. Noah? I am also going to do the same. I'm going to take the Rams to cover. All right. Sounds good. Okay, next up we got Buffalo at Arizona, and Arizona is favored by three points. Um, on this one, Scott took Buffalo for double by one. I took Arizona to cover, and Ethan took Arizona to cover. Noah, we'll start with you this time. Um, who did Arizona face last week? Arizona last week, um, they uh, what, who did they play? Let me look one really quick. Hold on. Miami, I believe, and the score was, um, that's the only thing I need to find here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Miami, because I think they controlled most of the game and then blew it in the end. Yeah, they lost 34-31 to 31 to Miami. Okay. Um. Do you? I don't need all of the stuff about the game, but do you know who the Bills played last week? Yeah, the Bills. Um, they beat Seattle forty-four to thirty-four. That's right. Yeah, I'm gonna take um the Bills for two because I don't know. It, they they beat Seattle. They looked good and. Uh, Hopefully they can continue that. Okay. Colton. I think I'm also going to do the same. I'm going to take the Bulls for two. Okay. Both by one point, I assume. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Next. Are you going to go out on a limb and say Ethan took Arizona? I, yeah, I already said that. Me, uh, okay. I took Arizona and Ethan took Arizona. All okay. right. I've just been getting a lot of black all right next up we're only doing this game because it's a crazy high spread and it makes you think a little bit sometimes when you see super high spreads so jacksonville at green bay green bay is favored by 13 and a half points um scott took green bay to cover Ethan took Green Bay to cover. Everybody at least thought about it, but they decided they were going to take Green Bay because Jacksonville is a rookie quarterback. 13 and a half just because it's still the NFL, even though I know Jacksonville is not that great. I think um, it's still the NFL and 13 and a half points is pretty high. So I took Jacksonville to cover. Col Colton, your turn. What's really funny, Elijah? What's up? For, for, for Fox, uh, I took Green Bay for 13 or more coins. Yeah. And I am, am going to stick with my team, and I'm going to take the Packers to cover. And, wow, I was not expecting. 
Like I said, the only reason is because of the spread, and it makes you think a little bit sometimes when the spread's that high. So that's why it's on here. Noah, go ahead. Yeah, um, the Packers last week were only favored by seven. They ended up winning by 17. So um, I think they'll do fine against Jacksonville. Packers to cover. Okay. Good choice. Next up, we got Philadelphia at the Giants. Philadelphia is favored by four. Colton. Oh, and actually, just to tell you who we did, because I've been doing that. Uh, Scott took the Giants to cover. I took Philadelphia to cover, and Ethan took Philadelphia to cover. I, what was the spread again? Well, originally it was three points, and then it went up to four points. I have the most current spreads. Actually, the funny thing is, when I first looked at the spreads, in all of the games we're doing with the exception of one, this, well, I think with the exception of one, maybe two, the, uh, the spread has changed in almost all of them. At least by half a point. Philadelphia is by four. Am I playing the Giants? Yep. Mm. Gosh, this is really hard. Um, hmm, I'm going to take Philadelphia. You're going to take Philadelphia? Okay. Yep. Um, Noah? This is also hard for me. Um, because they've both played, like, the exact same teams. Um, and so you can look at who they've... You can uh, look at who they've each beat and by how much, but... I don't know. I uh, I think I'll take Philadelphia to cover. Okay. Next up, we got Tampa Bay at Carolina. Tampa Bay is favored by six and a half points. Noah, and actually, yeah, so Noah, just be ready. Um, Scott took Carolina to cover. I took Tampa Bay to cover. Ethan took Carolina to cover. Hmm. And what's this bet again? Six and a half, Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, considering the Panthers have lost against the Falcons, and Bears the last two weeks, um, or two weeks, you know, earlier on. I think, uh, you know, I, um, it's tough, but I'm going to take the um, Bucks to cover. Kip. Colton. Mm -hmm. As much as I want to take Carolina, I know exactly what Tom Brady is going to do this weekend. I know what he's going to do today. So I'm, I'm going to take Tom Brady to win. And I will say this. Tom Brady will not have a chance to win his division. Al, I mean, just because they lost to him, yeah, I mean, the Saints, yeah, that's... Very likely, but at the same time, I mean, they could still be in the run, but of course, any tiebreaker would go to the Saints. But 
I mean, I'm not going to rule it out. It, things can happen, but any tiebreaker, and of course it goes to the Saints, so the Saints' chances are definitely better than the Bucks. but um, anyway. Uh, okay, and last but not least, of course, we have the Vikings at the Bears. Vikings are favored by three points on the road. Uh, I think it was two and a half originally. It went up half a point, even with Irv Smith out for the Vikings. Also, they cut, they cut Pat Alfline finally. It was about time uh, with how well as the Cleveland's playing. So, anyway, Vikings at Bears. Minnesota's favored by three points. I took the Vikings to cover. Scott took the Vikings to cover, and Ethan took Chicago for double by one. Colton? I know exactly who I'm going to take, and it ain't going to be the Vikings. I am going to take the Bears for double. Kirk Cousins is not good on Monday night games, and I'm going to stand by my record. And I am going to take the Bears for double. It hasn't all been on him, though. That's all I'm going to say. He's had good Monday night games where he lost when the defense let him down. I'm just saying, when you score 31 in Seattle and do just as well against Russell Wilson, if not better, you should be able to win and the defense let him down. But I know what you're saying. I get it. I get it. I even brought it up yesterday that I knew people would talk about that, but I think Cousins is going to get it done. The Chicago offense is terrible right now. They've only averaged 11, they've only averaged 11 and a half points the last few weeks. So, yeah, I think uh, Minnesota will get it done. I was about to say, the Chicago defense is still I highly doubt they'll stop the run. They might slow down our pass game some, but I don't think they're going to stop the run. Also, uh, now with how hot Cook is right now. Also, you need to, even if even if it's a low-scoring game, which Scott thinks it will be, it'll be a, a weird low-scoring game. Chances are Chicago is going to need to score more than 11.5 points to win. And that's all they've been punting up lately. So I'm, uh, I think the Vikings will get it done and stay hot. Noah? Yeah, um, I think it could either be a blowout, um, for the Vikings or could be close. Um, I think personally the Vikings will win with the, you know, performance they put up the last two weeks or whatever. Um, and the Bears, if they continue with the, uh, you know, with the games they've been putting up, then they're going to lose as well. Um, so I'll, I think I'll do Vikings to cover, but it, it could change. Um, of course, the Bears have uh, Akeem Hicks and um, uh, uh, what's his name? Khalil uh, Mack. Uh, yeah, so it, you know, um, if they could shut down the run, then it could change the game really fast, really quickly, but... Uh, who knows? I'll just say the Vikings to cover. Kit, sounds good. Anything else to add, guys? The Packers are going to win today. That's all I know. Well, 
nothing's a for sure thing, but yeah, chances are pretty good to win. But I think it'll be closer than 13 and a half. I, let's put it this way. I wouldn't be shocked if Green Bay wins by more than 13 and a half. But it's still a high point spread, which is why I took Jacksonville to cover. But I won't be shocked either if Green Bay wins by more than that. So we'll see what. I will put this out there because no team has stopped Green Bay on their first drive. And every single game this year, Green Bay has scored on the first play, on the first drive, on their first drive to go down the field to get the touchdown. They've scored every single time in every single game. Yep. Which is the longest streak since, yep. I forget when, but I know last week it was the longest streak from since, like, the 2008 Patriots or something, but then they did it another week. So I'm not sure, uh, I'm not sure exactly where we're sitting now, but doing pretty well with that. Fun fact, I know we're not picking the Ravens, but, uh, fun fact, to, uh, some people that think Lamar Jackson is just a runner, which I think he's proved at this point he's not. But in their first 30 career starts, players with at least a quarterback rate or a passer rating of 100, 5,500 passing yards, and less than 15 interceptions, the only guy who's done that is Lamar Jackson. So just thought I'd share that fun fact. Only guy in history. So I think we'll, I think the Packers will do pretty good today. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they should, but it. Uh, yeah, that's a high point spread, though. That's the reason it was on there, like I said. But they should. I mean, they should be able to play a good game. Yeah. Anything else? Nope. No. Nope. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Awesome. You too. Yep, thank thanks. you. All right, that wraps up. That wraps up Digs and Distance Football Podcast Part Two. Thanks for listening, as always, and God bless. Alright, so the three of us, like I was saying, we'll do ours now, and then whenever Colton slash Noah get back to me, I'll get there. So, to recap quick from last week, um, we did Seattle at Buffalo. Seattle was favored by three. Buffalo won 44-34. to 34. Um, I'm just going to say all the ones we did last week, and then I'll go through what the scores were. Then we did uh, Detroit at Minnesota. Vikings were favored by four. We did Green Bay at San Francisco. Green Bay was favored by seven. And we did New Orleans at Tampa. Tampa Bay was favored by four. Buffalo won 44-34 over Seattle. Vikings won 34-20. Packers won 34-17. And the Saints won 38-3. Now as far as what everybody picked, we all took the Packers to cover. So we all got that right. Scott went Buffalo to cover. Everybody else went Seattle to cover, so Scott got that one. We all took the Vikings to cover, so we all got that. 
Scott took New Orleans for double by one. And Colton also went with the Saints for double by one. Everybody else went with Tampa. So you guys both got two for that. Uh, Scott and Colton did. So the updated scores now. Scott, you're now up to 22. Uh, Ethan, you're at 24. Noah is at 20. Colton still leads at 28. And I'm at 26. So, we're going to make it interesting this week. I know we've done five games before, but we've never done six. And I decided to do six games this week. So, we got a couple more than usual. So, we'll start off with... Uh, we'll start off with Seattle at the Rams. Rams are favored by two and a half points. By the way, almost all the spreads have changed about half a point from... When I first looked at it, and I just looked at it before we, I called to see if they changed, and most of them did. But these are the current spreads. So Rams are favored by two and a half at home against Seattle, and we'll start with you, Scott, on this one. All right. Oh, boy. Jared Goff's pretty good at home. Uh, Seattle's defense giving up a ton of yards all year. I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with taking the Rams by field goal. That looks pretty good. Um, you know, you always got Russell Wilson in there late in the game. But, I don't know, coming off a bye, give me the Rams to cover. Okay. How about you, Ethan? Yeah, this is a tough one for me. Um, we got burnt by Seattle a little bit last week. Their defense has been just terrible. Still there, Ethan? We lose you, bud. All right. Uh, we might have lost him. Yeah, he's calling back. Hey, I got you again. You got me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the last thing I heard was it was tough for you, and then I heard nothing after that. Yeah, I don't know why he kicked me. But, um... I don't know. I know how much uh, pressure that Wilson's been under again this year. The defense has been bad. McVay's been great off the bye statistically, and they have Aaron Donald to pressure Wilson, but I still got to go with the man that's still in the MVP talk, so I'm going with Seattle here yep. for double. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, this one's tough for me, too. As a Viking fan, if the Vikings keep winning and make any sort of playoff push at all, obviously it would be good for us for the Rams to lose. Um, Seattle statistically is better at home than on the road, although with COVID, I don't know how much uh, that matters compared to most years. Um, yeah, I like Sean McVay and the Rams. Uh, I mean, I like their offense and Jared Goff. It's pretty good at home, but, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Russell Wilson in this one, too, for double by one as well. All right. So, next up we got Buffalo at Arizona. Arizona's favored by three, and we'll start with you this time, Ethan. 
I'm actually surprised Vegas has Arizona favored just after um, both teams' games last week. But uh, I got the Cardinals. Give me this one easy. My squad, I believe in a big bounce-back game. Uh, they had that Miami game kind of in control all of last week until the very end. I didn't agree with the fourth down call by Kingsbury. I wanted them to go for it, but um, when you have Kyler Murray and the receivers that you do, you don't hand the ball off to Chase Edmonds on fourth and one. And then even then, they should have had overtime, but they missed the field goal short. Um, but they got some guys back on defense. They are missing guys due to COVID last week, so I got the Cardinals here, bouncing back, winning by at least three. All right. Yeah, this one's tough for me. Um, Arizona's been good this year. Buffalo started off hot. They've cooled down some, but they still have a good team overall. Um, yeah, it's tough, but I'm going to go with your Cardinals too in this one, Ethan. So I'm going to take Arizona to cover. How about you, Scott? Should be a good game. Yeah. Um, it's hard to. My gut is to go Buffalo, and then you remember, oh, wait, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins is finally quick, and they even have Larry Fitzgerald working in the offense pretty well right now. Oh, and I want to say the Bills can't win in a, a shootout, a track meet, but how many did they score last week against Seattle? Like 40? 44. Something? Yeah, they won 44 to 34. So, I don't know. It's all about... Stephon Diggs in this one. Um, I mean, I don't love this pick, but give me uh, Bills for double by one. Okay. Sounds good. Next up, we're only doing this one because it's a huge spread, and sometimes just with huge spreads, you uh, it makes you think a little bit, so... Jacksonville at Green Bay. Green Bay is favored by 13 and a half points. <laughs> um, I'll start with this one. Yeah, this, uh, this is tough, not because Jacksonville's very good, but again, anytime you see that big of a spread, it's still the NFL, so it makes you think a little bit, like I was saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's tough, but... Um, I think Green Bay will win, and I still think they'll win soundly, but 13.5 is too big for me in the NFL, so I'm going to go with Jacksonville to cover. How about you, Scott? Yeah, I mean, 13.5 is pretty tempting, but I honestly don't know what Jacksonville's quarterback situation is. Does anyone know? I think they have a rookie in there. Um, I think, yeah, I think they're still playing him because they benched uh, – Minshew, I believe. So, as far as I know, they'll go with the same guy. Um, yeah, they benched him. So, and I, I want to say they have a rookie. I don't know. What to, I don't know enough about him to be honest with you. But I do know they don't score many points. Their defense is not. You know, they're they're not a game changing defense. I don't think they force many turnovers. Thirteen and a half, but. Um, and it looks like it is. I, it looks like it is Luton from the rookie six-round pick from Oregon State that'll be playing. Yeah, and if I remember, I just saw the highlights. He looked okay last week, but um, yeah, whatever. Give me Green Bay by to cover. Okay, Ethan. Yeah, no, it's definitely a pretty marginal spread. 
It does make it tempting to pick Jacksonville, but Minshew's still out. Their defense not being elite. I mean, they've got kind of gutted that team, honestly, since they made that AFC Championship game a few years ago. No more Ramsey. No more Clay Campbell on the D-line. Um, I, I got to go with Green Bay still here, too. So I'll have them covering, even though it's a giant spread. Okay. Next up, we got Philadelphia at the Giants. Philadelphia is favored by four points. And we'll start with Ethan. Ethan, you still there? Yep, I'm still there. What was the spread again? So, uh, Philadelphia is favored by four on the road at the Giants. Yeah, give me Philly there. Okay. I, I don't think that's really that hard. Uh, Daniel Jones just turns the ball over so much. Philly's finally starting to get a little bit healthier. Rager looked good in his first game back. Then he had last week as another bye. Expect him to look even better this next week. They say Alshon Jeffrey's going to be back. I don't know how much of a difference he makes anymore. But I know that Miles Sanders also going to be back for Philadelphia, the running back. I just last time they go well for Philly at least, and in a pretty poor division, I think this would get them to 500 again too. So give me Philly. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I The East is a terrible division, but uh, I think Philadelphia is probably going to end up winning that division. So I'm going to go with Philadelphia to cover as well. Scott? You said four, four and a half? Four points. Four points. Yeah, I like Carson Wentz a lot. Um, he, they, they just, he throws too many interceptions, but so does Daniel Jones terrible division it's you know it's a dumpster fire obviously so it's hard to tell which is the least of the worst um i'm I'm honestly torn on this one i don't know i guess it's going to come down to who you know some team's going to give up the ball three times and i don't know which one it is but because it's four i just i don't know i'm torn because it's four give me the giants to cover at home maybe it comes down to a field goal Yep. All right, next up, we got Tampa Bay at Carolina. Tampa Bay is favored by six and a half on the road. And go ahead and start us off, Scott. That should be a great game. Um, it's Everyone's trying to figure out, obviously, Tampa's good. How good are they? Both defenses are really good. Both coaches I respect a lot. Offenses have been great. Both quarterbacks have been Inconsistent. Obviously, Teddy is no Tom, but um, what'd you say the spread was? Six and a half, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey at home. Um, I I just think the Buccaneers. I think they may have. They might be too good. They may have too many offensive options on paper. And I actually like Carolina's defense, especially with that spread. I'm tempted to take the upsets, but to be safe, I'll just say Panthers to cover. Okay. Yeah, I think it could be a good game, too. But, uh, yeah, and Tampa Bay obviously got embarrassed by the Saints last week. So I think they're going to come out hungry to, you know, have a bounce-back game. So even though I think it'll be good, um, I'm going to take – Tampa Bay to cover and probably win by a touchdown or something. 
eat them. So you gotta eat them. Uh, <clears throat> yep, yeah, I'm still here. Okay. I'm. This is another tough one. I was really disappointed by Tampa last week. It's always kind of tough to pick large spreads within the division, I feel like, just because they see each other quite a bit. And, man, um, McCaffrey's out, I know, but I still, Mike Davis has been a serviceable backup. Um, Curtis Samuel's even seen a little bit of time back there. They're starting to use him more, kind of like when he's at Ohio State. He's been more of a gadget player than a receiver, too, now. Um, geez. I expect AB to start to show out a little more in this offense, too. But I'm going to go. I'll say the Carolina covers. Okay. Yeah, I forgot that McCaffrey was out. That's a big deal. The Stampa's run defense is pretty darn stout. I'm not going to change my pick, so I'm going to keep it where it is. But oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's a big deal. Sounds good. And then last but not least, we got, of course, the big Monday night game. Minnesota trying to make it three in a row in Chicago where they never play well, it seems like. And it's also a Monday night game, primetime game. Everybody's going to talk about that and Cousins' record in those games. Although I've said it before and I'll say it again, not all of that is on him because he's had some good primetime games where the defense let him down, including against Seattle last year. Um, but anyway, Minnesota at Chicago. Minnesota is favored by three points. It actually surprised me a little bit. The main reason I checked the spread again was because after hunting tonight, I heard that uh, Irv Smith is out. And um, also, I saw this coming. They uh, activated Pat Elfline and then released him. But that's no surprise because he was atrocious at guard, to put it frankly. And Ezra Cleveland's been pretty impressive. So that was one roster move. And then uh, Conklin will be the main backup tight end with Irv Smith out. But Minnesota actually went from two and a half point favorites where they opened to three point favorites. So um, anyway, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Vikings to cover. Um, they've won two in a row now. Like I said, I know we never play well in Chicago. I know it's a Monday night game. But Chicago lately has not been good. They are I, over, I think, it's their last three games, I believe. They're only averaging 11.5 points a game on offense. I know they still have a defense that obviously can wreak havoc. Um, but I think Cousins and the Vikings will get it done for a third straight week. So I'm going to take the Vikings to cover. Scott? Yeah, I think so, too. I'm not a believer in the Bears this year. I think they're starting to come down to earth a little bit. Um, this is not a – this is probably not relevant, but we all remember Nick Foles, though, in the NFC Championship game a couple of years ago. He just torched the, the Vikings. Well, it was probably a better Vikings defense than we have now. But that's two, three seasons ago, so um, that memory just sticks in my, my brain. The only thing but I'm going to add to that, if you don't mind, really quick, uh, I think we've even talked about it before on the podcast, but to me, and I'm seeing it again in Chicago, reiterating what I already thought, um, even though they needed to make a move at quarterback because Trubisky's not very good, uh, 
I think Foles was one of those guys who was a perfect fit in Philadelphia, but might not ever be that good anywhere else. And I think we're seeing that some in Chicago. So even though you brought up yeah. a good point about what he did against a better Vikings defense, although in my opinion, the last two weeks, especially with the injuries we've had, our young secondaries actually came through, especially in the second half. So I've been impressed with the progress to put it that way. Um, but anyway, go ahead with your pick, Scott. Um, I think I something tells me it's going to be a close game, though. Maybe a close, ugly game. The Vikings haven't figured out the Dalvin Cook formula. So provided he's healthy, just give him the ball 48 times a game or something. And that's pretty much their strategy, and it works for the last couple of weeks. But he's fumble-prone. It's happened. Um, I don't know that the Bears can stop him, but I think it could be an under low-scoring, weird, strange Monday night game. Um, I I still, I'll take the Vikings, though. I think it's going to be weird, but I think David Montgomery's an underrated back, and he, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about the Vikings' defense, because if they can get him going, then Nick Foles becomes a lot better quarterback. But Dalvin Cook is Dalvin Cook the last couple of games. Kirk Cousins knows his role now. Um, yeah. Give me the Vikings. I think they're just a better team, so go with a better team. And I'm going to add to that just quickly, too. So last week, Cook had 22 carries and got involved some in the passing game. I think if you keep him around 20 carries or slightly more, that's a workload he can steadily maintain. But as we've talked about before, if you're constantly giving him 30-plus carries, I think that could eventually lead to problems. But... The 20 to 23 carry range like it was last week that I'm definitely okay with. And uh, last week, I, you know, Cousins threw a few more balls downfield too than the previous week. He was good in both games, you know, taking care of the ball when they asked him to throw. But I thought last week at least he took a few shots downfield too, which was good to see. So, Ethan, go ahead. Um, I don't – I mean, personally, I – it really what's holding me back from saying this is an easy one is that Allen Robinson might be out for the Bears. Uh, I, I think that Bears being an underdog at home just makes it way too tempting to double up Tech not to take. I'm going to take the Bears. Their run defense right now I think is just kind of middle of the pack, but it's still it's still not an easy matchup. Like you already said, franchise is a primetime game. I'm not going to expect much from Cousins. And as well as Dalvin's been playing, um, I I just find it hard to pick the Bears. I really like Darnell Mooney. They're a rookie wide receiver. I could see him having a huge night against the secondary still. Jimmy Graham's kind of resurrected his career a little bit here in Nagy's offense. But I I think that it's just too tempting to double up pick not to take the Bears at home here. All right. And so you're taking them for double then? Correct, yep. Okay. They're going to win. All right. You guys got anything else to add before we wrap it up with you guys? I don't think so. How about I'm, you, Ethan? I'm good, too. Nope, I'm good. All right. Have a good night, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, too. Yep, thanks. Bye. All right, so that was the first part of the Digs and Distance podcast. Um I'm going to stop the recording here so I don't lose it, and then we'll have a part two whenever Noah and Colton are available. Thanks, as always, for listening.